Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the School of Sellers podcast. First of all, I want to wish you a happy new year. At this point, we're already a couple weeks into the new year, but figured this was the perfect time to talk to you about something that maybe is not yet on your radar. This episode is for TPT sellers who might be wondering why your sales aren't where they should be, or at least where you think they should be, or maybe you have established a steady income, but you're not quite sure how to take your sales to the next level. Either way, you're not alone. Many teacher business owners grapple with inadequate sales figures, and it can often be difficult to pinpoint the exact cause of, you know, why our sales are becoming stagnant, in our opinion. But fortunately, there are certain common pitfalls that tend to impact our businesses, and recognizing them is an important first step towards improving your bottom line. So in this episode, we're going to discuss three, what I think are hallmark sales gaps in the TPT world and how we can address them in order to increase our revenue. So settle in and listen to more about these strategies for closing the gap and reaching success. To begin, let's talk about what a sales gap actually is for the sake and relevance of this episode. Simply put, to me, a sales gap is a point or area or aspect of your business that has sales lower than what you think is possible. And this could be a period of time when sales are lower than average, This might be a month where you see a noticeable dip on your graph on your TPT dashboard. Maybe it's an entire quarter or season that just doesn't pull its weight compared to others. Or maybe there's an area of your product inventory that feels a little empty and you know you could fill it in a way that would like absolutely thrill your customers while also boosting your revenue. So essentially, we are asking ourselves, where are we leaving money on the table and how do we fix that? So with the obvious reasons of why it's important to think about sales gaps, if we start filling those gaps, we're obviously going to make more money, or at least that's the plan. The cool thing about identifying your sales gaps and then making a plan to fill them is that these can often lead to quick little, what I like to call cash injections. So even if they weren't part of your business plan in the grand scheme of things, noticing a small gap and filling it with, for example, a tiny product that doesn't take very long to create could go a long way in your overall sales. So even if it feels like a small action, it can often lead to big results. And I think this goes along with a thought that I like to talk about often is that a little adds up to a lot. And this can apply to a lot of areas of our business, but don't ever feel like an action in your business is too small, especially if you have identified a need for it. So that's something important to keep in mind as we explore specific types of sales gaps. I also like exploring these sales gaps because I think it encourages us to look at our business outside the box. We are so quick to settle into the habits that we establish for our business. And sure, we might have our go-to top performers for our business product-wise, but we need to think about what else is possible beyond what we've already realized. So let's take a look at three common sales gaps that you might be experiencing in your business and how we can close them. The first, I think, obvious sales gap and also the majority of our focus in our Ignite Challenge this month 
is closing the seasonal and holiday sales gaps. And a seasonal or holiday sales gap is a time in your business, a time period, any length of time when sales are lower than average, lower than what you deem average, lower than what you'd like them to be. And again, maybe this is a month where you see a dip in sales, maybe it's a quarter, or maybe it's a season. For example, I know that my shortcoming in terms of seasonal sale gaps is definitely in the spring. I have a lot of products I could create for the springtime, but I simply haven't done that yet. And I definitely see a lower sales amount because of this. So here's how we close this type of gap. First, you're going to take a look at your data for a broad time period. I would do at least the past year, if not more. It depends on how your business has fared throughout the pandemic and all of those fun events. But I would look at the last one to two years of your business and look for the obvious dips. And I want you to narrow in on those dips and dive into what products make up the most of those earnings. During that time period when you are selling less than you think you should be, what is actually making yourself money? Then ask yourself, are there products that you think should be selling well during that time but aren't? If that is the case, then maybe it's an optimization problem and you can solve this by fixing the product or making improvements to make sure that it is converting better. So in a nutshell, if you are looking at products that you think should be selling well during this time but aren't, if your views are down, then I would recommend trying to run more traffic to them. And if your conversion rate is down, then this would be a product you could look into optimizing. But maybe, maybe, and this is what we're focusing on for this podcast, maybe it's an entire missing piece and you don't really have any products that are selling well. So if that is the case, then ask yourself, What sells well during this time from a marketplace perspective? What are teachers looking for during this time period? And of course, you can look at data like similar products of yours that have sold during this time period. That's always a good indicator. But you could also look at keywords that have been trending during this time period in the past to see what teachers are searching for and take that information, compare it to your niche and your current offers and decide what makes the most sense to create to fill that gap. For example, I have a best-selling product line of games and they sell really well no matter what I create them for, but I don't have any seasonally spring-themed games in that line. And similarly, I have a set of writing prompts that sell really well, but I don't have like specific spring packs of prompts yet that I sell. So that's a really easy thing for me to say, you know what, I should start there. They're already in demand in my store. And I think that would fill the seasonal gap nicely. It's also really important beyond keywords to note any major holidays, seasons, um, standards, and topics that are covered during these months. So all good things to think about. And I also want to point out here that probably most of us are going to see a dip in the summer months for obvious reasons. So if you want to completely remove that time period from examining this type of gap, then go for it. But if you do think that you have items or an audience that would really appreciate a summertime resource or your niche is geared more towards teacher prep or planning or back to school, then maybe summer months are good for you to examine. But don't feel like you need to jump right on that just because it's the obvious dip on your sales graph. Second, we have what I like to refer to as like a niche slash product inventory gap. And this is a shortage of offers or products in your business that feel like they are missing when compared to your other offers. So this is way less quantitative and more of a qualitative thing to consider. I'm going to give you an example to tell you what I mean. 
So I have that best-selling product line of games, right? And it has sold extremely well for K through two. And while I've had a lot of requests for higher grades for that game, I just haven't done it. But it makes a lot of sense to have them because the others have sold well and there's obviously a demand from my audience, my buyers. So that's a no-brainer in my business. But if you're asking yourself, well, how can I fill a product inventory gap or niche gap in my business? Then ask yourself the following questions. One, what is a product or offer that's missing in your business that feels like it should be there? Two, what would your existing customers be thrilled to hear that you are creating for them? And three, what is there a dire need for in your niche or with your audience that doesn't yet exist to your knowledge? And this sounds obvious, but trust me, if there is something that there is an obvious need for, then that is the first thing that you should jump on. And if that product just so happens to be something that can be time consuming or going to be really difficult to create or take a lot of creative brain power, but you still see that extreme need or demand, then that is the product you should be making to fill this gap for your business. Because if it sounds like a lot of work for you to create, then it probably also sounds like a lot of work for other people to create. And the odds of someone else stepping up and filling that gap is way lower than you trying to create something that already exists and that has already been offered in the TBT marketplace. So when you are looking to fill your product inventory gaps, start with those questions. And then finally, our third gap that we are exploring is a pricing gap. The pricing gap would be a lack of products in a certain price range. Now, of course, there's no hard and fast rule that says you have to have so many products in each price range, but it is nice to give your buyers multiple pathways to your store and your products. And for a lot of people, these multiple pathways come in the form of multiple price points because you might appeal to a lot of people, a very wide range of teachers, but those teachers most likely come from a very diverse makeup of what they're able to and or willing to spend on your products. So we need to keep that in mind when it comes to examining these gaps. So for example, maybe you only have higher priced items in your store, and these are the ones that sell well or make up the majority of your sales. If that's the case, that's great. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And on the flip side, Maybe you have way more lower priced items, like in the $3 to $5 or even $3 or less range. And maybe these sell like hotcakes. So from a unit sold perspective, you make a lot of sales, but it doesn't make up a large portion of your earnings. And again, if this is your situation, that's okay too. But think about how you could grow your business if you started paying more attention to the products that fall into different price ranges and how you can arrange your store so that you have a wider range of products and price points that appeal to many, many, many different buyers. So in order to dive deeper into this, sort your products on a spreadsheet by price. And if you are in Ignite, friends, I will show you how to do this during our kickoff call. And then once you have those products sorted by price, determine what percentage of those products fall into various price ranges. And I'm not going to give you exact price ranges. You can kind of decide those on your own, but I would at least choose what you determine to be a low, medium, and high price range so you have a way of sorting. And then once you examine that data, if there's a price range that is obviously lower than others, first check out the products in the price range that sell the most often. 
Okay. Beyond the price, what is that selling feature or that main attraction for buyers? What types of products are people wanting to buy the most in that popular price range? And then how can you use this information to create a product that will fill that pricing gap, but still align with what your audience seeks you out for? We're obviously not creating a product just to give it a specific price, but we also want that product to appeal to our buyers. And of course, that all sounds obvious, but these are all things to consider as you examine the different gaps and how you can fill them in your business. Overall, though, now is a great time to examine your business gaps and don't feel like you need to fill every single one that you come across. If I were you, I would choose one gap to start with and then put the rest on a kind of like a fill the gap plan for the rest of your business year. And then you can chip away at filling those gaps throughout the rest of the calendar year. And you can even set tiny goals for yourself, like filling one gap per quarter or maybe even one gap every six months. Chances are you already have some business plans in place, especially my jumpstart friends. So don't feel like you need to add on all of this work. It's just something really important to be aware of as you go through with any future product or offer plans. And maybe you're noticing more gaps other than just the three types discussed today. We are going to dive into way more detail inside our Ignite Challenge. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, it is okay. That's what our Facebook group and super supportive Ignite community is for. On that note, it is always a pleasure, my seller friends. So I hope to see you inside our Ignite Challenge group. But in the meantime, I will see you here same time, same place next week. Thank you so much for listening.